Hi, and welcome back to the second episode of the Needham Say More podcast. I'm Aaron Pressman. And I am Doug Fox. Thanks so much for joining us again. Replay second episode. Uh, we have a little follow-up from our first episode, uh, which is podcast talk for corrections and updates. Uh, I made two mistakes, which I will take uh, accountability for. One is the town budget is now up to $200 million, not whatever I said, so it's pretty big. And the second thing, I think I said TripAdvisor might have paid for some street improvements, but that ramp was all part of the uh, state project for widening 128. So th let's get the record straight on those. Then, Doug, you want give the big update. The most important update is that the planning board's meeting this week, they announced that they will not be moving forward with a zoning proposal for the Muzzy parcel at the Maytown meeting, that they have realized they want to collect more community input, and it sounds like they're also not eager to bring it to the Falltown meeting because they feel that there was some negative reaction to a zoning article at Falltown meeting. So the soonest we will see that will be Maytown meeting of 2021, which leaves loads of time for concerned community people to give their input to the town. Or to listen to episode one of our podcast if they need all the background. <laughs> yes, please do that. Okay. So this is episode two, and we've decided for episode two the topic would be about pedestrian safety in Needham. Now, this has always been obviously a concern and a problem. It became particularly evident to town when two uh, high school students, Talia Newfield and Adrian Garrido, were killed uh, near the high school on Webster Street at about 6 o'clock at night uh, in February two years ago, almost exactly two years ago. And they were so, actually, uh, when I was growing up, there were two kids from my class that got killed at Webster, too. Yeah, so it's like obviously literally like two blocks from there. So obviously been a problem for a long time. So when that happened, the town then engaged some really expert consultants uh, to create a one-year they audit. They looked at every crossing. They they audited 431 crosswalks in town. Uh, they produced this huge report to almost 250 pages. And then uh, last fall there was a big hearing. Doug was there. Uh, the consultants were there, and uh, to discuss what we could do to improve pedestrian safety. So. I have a few clips. I'm going to start with John Boolean, who is the chair of the select board, uh, talking about uh, how what, what the priority should be. Many of the, indi the indicated areas that this study has shown are areas that we all know are in dire need of addressing uh, pedestrian and pedestrian safety. Um, and you know, so you know everything that we work on up on this table is, you know, we prioritize things, and that has to be a priority. And then at this hearing, uh, there were also public comments, and so uh, one guy named Rich, who lives on Webster Street, uh, really wanted all the traffic to be slowed down as much as possible, maybe change the speed limits. And there's a whole bunch of things that, that I think we can do, and again, I'll repeat, no compassion for commuting through town. It, you know, add people need to add 10 minutes to their commute. Um, once they get on to 95 or on to 90, have at it. No pedestrians. Uh, the consultants who wrote the report were also at the meeting. John Diaz explained that uh, this simple idea, which some other towns have done, of just lowering the speed limit as much as you can everywhere in town, uh, doesn't always work to protect people. A lot of the towns that just the study before and after studies with towns not only in mass but across the, the well through mass because it's a mass law but in other areas of the states where they have dropped speed limits that just changing a speed limit doesn't change the driver behavior the fact is greendale road is a straight road 
and it's wide open and people are going to drive. Uh, Greendale is obviously one of the streets where uh, people drive very quickly and there are school kids and stuff there and it's a, a, a big area of concern. Um, Doug, you want to talk? Let's talk. You want to talk about some of the different areas in town and kind of what's proposed and yep. what we think? Okay. Yeah. So first off, I was at that uh, the hearing or the presentation about the pedestrian safety audit, and I thought they did an amazing job. Like just how thorough it was. The recommendations were so sound. Um, I was disappointed that there wasn't more public people showing up for that because it was something that was such a hot button issue as it should have been a year earlier. And then honestly, it was some town meeting members and a lot of you know not a lot of not a lot of concerned citizens um, but the three areas sort of most on my radar and I think everyone knows uh, Webster Street behind the high school which they are already installing they've poured the concrete for these I forget the acronym it's the flashing beacon that rectangular about. rapid flashing beacon RRFB right <laughs> are you down with the RRFB so those are the uh, beacons that everyone loves that, that of course, Wellesley has, because Needham always has to have what Wellesley has. But they're very effective where a pedestrian activates them and they flash and make a lot of noise and, and hopefully bring the traffic to a stop. But I think more important, kind of based on what you said, Aaron, is also narrowing that road. There's plans to narrow it where there's crosswalks, but also narrow it with bike paths, which was a big conversation at the Facebook group uh, last week uh, where people were saying, why would you do that? And the reality is it actually helps pedestrian safety because just psychologically when you're driving, when roads get more narrow and there's those green paths and stuff, is speeds come down. Um, right. Well, I think that right, one, a, lot of, a lot of the measures that they're talking about are things to uh, psychologically Im impress on drivers the need to slow down. And so this idea that there's going to be bike paths on Webster Street, for example, I think was kind of controversial, but it's not necessarily as much that it's for encouraging um, biking, it's that there will be these wide five foot green, five foot wide green areas on each side of the road that kind of press you in as you're driving yep. and has the effect of making you slow down. Definitely. There's some other things that the consultants talked about for different parts of the street that can't work on uh, Webster Street, unfortunately. Like one thing is putting a small island in the middle of where there's a crosswalk. And that's really effective because the pedestrians then get to go halfway and are on yeah. this safe island, and it makes people really slow down and notice. Um, but the road, they said, uh, Webster Street is not wide enough to do that. Have to acquire a lot of land probably to do that. Right. So it's not desirable. Um, and the other thing is, which I think there's been confusion about, as you said, these RRFBs have a button. Yes. The pedestrian presses it. When there's no pedestrian there, it's dark. Yes. It's not what's there, what's been there for the last year or which so. Which was intended to be temporary. Right, which was intended to be temporary, but where it there. flashes all the time, and then, yeah. you know, people eventually tune they that just out. ignore it. These are going to be kind of brighter, more in-your-face things that only go on when someone presses the yeah. button. And suppose that, once again, I don't know how soon that's happening, but I'm told they poured concrete, and that's in construction happening, so hopefully we'll see their, those soon. The other side of the high school... Uh, Great Plain, not, sorry, Highland Ave, uh, where the Duncan and where the uh, Hungry Coyote and where the uh, subway is. I think we all see that, of course, people talk about the high school students crossing all different places, not where there's crosswalks. But we are just as guilty that we stop to get our Duncan and run across the street there. So that is just an accident waiting to happen. Um, there's some tricky stuff there because they talk about adding an additional crosswalk. But the logical place to put a crosswalk don't line up with these stairs coming down from Memorial Park. Um, so do they put it in between two of those, and then does that not work? 
Um, you know, I, I had someone from town leadership tell me the other night they, they were debating, I don't know whether this is real or not, almost making that whole section a giant crosswalk and narrow it in to really, because there's no stopping all those people that are parking in those spots and crossing, uh, just to really slow things down there. I think another suggestion was changing the stair flow. So there are these two stairways that lead down from where the high school is and where the fields are onto the sidewalk on Highland Ave, and kids obviously naturally come down those two paths and want to cross the street right there. And as you're saying, that's not the best place for a crosswalk. And also, if you put two crosswalks, you know, 100 feet apart, yeah. that's not going to work very well. So that one idea is, you know, you could have some kind of either change the stairs or have some kind of flow control. I don't know if you've been in New York City, but, you know, under Mayor Bloomberg, one of the things they did is on certain street corners, they put little... Uh, you know, uh, metal barriers or uh, bars on certain street corners so that you would cross in so, a specific so place, but you can't just cross any place. Yeah. And that may be something that, you know, that it, that particular part of town is sort of the worst where people are just running off the side. I've heard from town leadership, and I agree with them, that I, that's a no, that it's just the idea of putting bars to stop people. Think of on that whole stretch of where they can cross and funnel them into that. It just doesn't seem like a suburban thing. It feels more more city like and more cattle call. <laughs> so, yeah, and th yeah, definitely. Then the other issue is uh, about the speed limit. So uh, one of the things that was that's been discussed, and we could go over the whole list. Uh, there's there's five places in town that have been designated that are going to be called uh, safety zones, safety zone locations, uh, and one of them is Webster Street behind the high school. And there's four other ones. We'll get to those, but. And in those places, the speed limit is going to be reduced to 20 miles per hour. Now, on the Highland Ave side, on the other side of the high school, they're not proposing to make that a safety zone. They're going to keep the speed limit at 30 miles per hour. But there was that, discussion that night over whether they should. I right. Well, I, th actually, I think there's a lot of I think yeah. there's a lot of conversation about whether that speed limit on that part of the road should be reduced. There are places in town where the state controls the road and controls yes. the speed limit. And it's very tricky to change yeah. the speed limit there. Dedham Ave is one of those, right? Exactly. Yeah. In those cases, um, the state actually engages uh, a firm to measure the speed of traffic and then sets the speed limit at the 85th percentile of how fast cars are actually going. Uh, so you could actually have the speed limit raised on Dedham Ave if you tried that. Rick Merson, the, uh, the head of the DDPW, likes to say it, it's a bell you can't unring. If you ask the <laughs> yes. state to reset the speed limit on one of these roads, it could go up. But, but you can do adjustments to the road to slow it down and then do that to basically rig the results. <laughs> right. Well, I think, that's, I think that's exactly what Rick was saying in some yeah. places is that if, if we narrowed roads or put signage up or other, did other things to slow the traffic, then is the time to have the state come in and redo. But so that's for a different part. But so for Highland Ave, we the town controls that segment of road and could set the speed limit there lower. Uh, the consultants said basically that they thought that was like sort of a very busy, traffic-y area and it would cause too much congestion. It was a trade-off that wasn't necessarily worth it if you did these other measures to make sure that people paid more attention to the pedestrians. But I'm not sure I agree with that. It feels yeah, like... I'm, I'm with you. I, I, it wouldn't be a big deal to me to slow down 10 miles per hour on that stretch. And there's so many people crossing there. I mean, why not? It just it feels like an accident waiting to happen in that, that area. I'm thank, thankful that it hasn't happened, but it will if we don't act. So Right. Um, so other other yeah. big area was... Um, the stretch of Great Plain Ave near Hersey Station, 
And so that was that is going to be a safety zone location. Yep. So the speed and limit will be lower. One of the big crosswalks, I think the crosswalk, the crossing to Broadmeadow there, which is the major one across from the gas station. Um, driving through there at night, it's amazing someone hasn't been hit. It's so dark, and all the people like come barreling out across the street, you know, as they do from anyone. They get off the train, they're eager to get to their cars and eager to get home. And you know, I haven't been going fast, but it just still feels like it's a surprise when people pop out. You don't really see the crosswalk, so definitely. One of the many elements of the pedestrian consultant's report is lighting. Yeah. And actually, there's a whole science now about uh, how to light intersections, which is very different than the way they were traditionally lit, uh, where you place the lights so that the people in the crosswalk are illuminated, not necessarily just like the streets for the cars. So it definitely seems like that is an area on uh, Great Plain by Hersey where there needs to be, in addition to everything else we're talking about, there needs to be better lighting of the pedestrians. And the other intersection that... Uh not sure how, how much it how much whether it was one of those recommended five or eight areas. I don't think it was, but they are working on it. Is Dedimav and Harris and Warren and there's like feels like there's like seven streets all combining in like a giant you know scary structure, and uh, you know when there's a crossing guard there in the morning. It's pretty hairy, like, you know, that crossing guard, I think that's the toughest position, you know, they're coming from everywhere, there used to be this guy that would, like, you know, yell at people, like, to keep them in line, um, but they're going to do major reconstruction there to try to get those roads lining up, I'm told they're even considering potentially making some of them one way, but whatever, that they know that that's flawed and they're going to fix that. Right, well, that's a messy situation where a safety zone isn't really going to work, because it's like people coming at a different yeah. angles. It's not just people, it's not like a straight street where people are driving too fast and some yep. people are trying to cross, which is all these other situations we have. This is where, you know, you're, there's like one street that's not directly aligned yeah. with the two streets across the other like main right street. right and a quick left yeah. and a left and a quick right. right. Like, so all these people are kind of snaking in while, of course, there's a good traffic flow on a major road trying to get through town or out of town. So. Right, but so for there, you're talking about like major construction, major expenses of... Uh, not just putting up signage and changing to one way, but yeah. I think they're also talking ultimately what you need to do there is like realign the way the traffic flows through that intersection. Richard Merson told me the other night at the Complete Streets thing that uh, it's so extensive that it's like a multi-step project, what needs to be done there to fix it. So, Do we want to talk about Complete Streets? Yeah, let's talk about Complete Streets. So yeah. then, most recently this week, uh, there was a new workshop which you attended. Yeah, tell, me, so, tell me about that. Yeah, so Complete Streets. So, by the way, Complete Streets is... <laughs> what a, is Complete Streets? It's a state-funded <laughs> program, so we can get money from the state to make improvements to complete our streets, and complete our streets, by their definition, is things to improve pedestrian or biking or things basically to make people less dependent on driving everywhere. Uh, so they had a bunch of tables, and we broke up into little groups where there was a giant map of the town, and they had little areas highlighted on this map as well as a handout of things that they've been talking about, areas that need to be improved as far as biking or pedestrian that could potentially be part of our Complete Streets application to the state, and they wanted us as a table to talk about it and prioritize what we thought the most important three were. So each group kind of had their own three that they recommended were most important and I think there might have been seven groups each with a facilitator and each of the seven groups I think had kind of different things <laughs> so I don't know what they take from that um, I will say that my group um, the proposal that we made which 
didn't necessarily align with some of the things that they said, but we felt it was really important to have clear protected bike lanes from Needham Center to each of the towns that we connect with. So a clear and safe path from Needham to Wellesley Center, from Needham to Newton Highlands or Needham Street, from Needham to Dedham Center, from Needham to Dover Center. And right now that's not the case. And I'm not a big biker, but I just think that if people want to be able to bike places, that's great. It takes less cars on the road. If someone wants to bike to Junction, someone from Dover or Medfield wants to bike to Junction to take the train, we want to encourage that. Um, uh, a, a number of years ago, I bought a bike for my son in Dedham Center at the bike shop. And I, it wouldn't fit my car because I don't, don't have a big SUV. So I <laughs> drove it. I drove his bike that I just bought uh, to, to Needham. And I felt like my life was in my hands. I mean, there were no bike lanes, and it would get really narrow. And then people had their trash cans in the lane, and, like, no one's stopping. And it just was such an eye-opener to me. And even when you get on Dedham Ave coming into town, there's a place at Dedham and South Street where there's no space for the bikes. And I had to, like, no room. I had to get up onto, like, the grass there. And then when you go onto the train bridge, there's no room there. So, like, to me... That's something we need to solve because we know the traffic thing is an issue that for people that want to bike, we want to make it easy for Needham residents to get to other towns, but also hopefully other towns people to come to Needham. And there was discussion also about whether we should have like in Needham Center and Needham Heights, like a covered bike area for people that want to bike to Needham and do stuff. I mean, one thing that drives me crazy about the traffic conversation is so much of the traffic in Needham that is troublesome and that people are complaining about is coming from residents of other towns who are coming to either cut through to 95 or to use our commuter rail stations. And so wouldn't it be fantastic if there was better uh, bike accessibility? If you look like at the Minuteman bike trail over in Arlington and Lexington and Bedford, tons and tons of people use that trail to go to the red line at Alewife, yeah. and you could have the same thing here going to the junction. It would be so much better yeah. uh, if people could bike there. And there was talk the other night about connecting the Bay Colony Rail Trail to town, to junction, because right. there is a path there. Right. There's some issues, I think, like, what is it, like, NSTAR? The somebody, electric company. Somebody right. owns part of it company, or whatever, yeah. but that yeah. that's a possibility. The other thing that's problematic is that Dover has decided they do not want any Needham riffraff in their town, so they have no interest in fixing the bridge on the other side of that trail. But that seems like a good opportunity for both towns to, you know, get some traffic off the roads. Another piece of the puzzle, which is like as controversial as that bridge over the Charles between Needham and Dover, is there used to be a bridge uh, for the railroad that went sort of by Channel 5, the Muzzy Ford we were talking about last time, over to towards Newton. And Newton has built a bike path that comes up to yeah, the Charles have. side, <laughs> uh, but we don't have, you know, we don't really have any path on our side, and we've taken out that bridge. They were widened when they were widening the highway. Right. Yeah, they yeah. took out that bridge. We, we'd have to pony up money to keep it. Probably a lot of money. And well, I think there's a lot of state money available for bike paths. If you go into the Bruce Freeman bike trail, which is an awesome new bike trail, which is over in like Natick and Framingham and Concord and Acton, uh, has several big. I, I was there this bridges. summer. Several big right. bridges over Route 27. They're, they're building one over Route 2, which is oh, even wider. Right. So I think there's state and federal money available for those things. Yeah. Now, you know, a lot of things would have to come together. These may be, you know, pipe dreams of Doug and Aaron that there's <laughs> bike bridges uh, over all these rivers. But I've also heard rumors, which I also, I think even they would say, they're not sure if it's a pipe dream of a some sort of a light rail between us and Newton that they even said with the Muzzy thing, maybe 
maybe with the Muzzy, if some big developer went in there, could they fund that to connect, you know, the big potential Northland development to that and then also to uh, um, the Needham Heights train station. So. All right. Well, we have we have rambled far afield from pedestrian <laughs> safety, as we often ramble from the topic. It's my fault. I'm the rambler. No, no, that's okay. Uh, so we'll wrap this one up. I think we already know topic for uh, episode three will uh, maybe entice some hockey fans. And uh, yes, are you are you going Tuesday night? I'm going to try and go. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a public hearing at oh, Ridge you Hill that, yeah. on uh, public hearing about the Ridge Hill Nike site property. On Tuesday night, I think there's going to be a big turnout. There is a group of Needham Youth Hockey that's going to be going there uh, that see that or at least want to lobby for the town giving some land for a for a hockey rink or a, or a sports complex. Um, and then there are also the conservation people, that that's a conservation area. And there's the uh, people with the community farm that are worried that are they going to lose their farm. And so I think it's uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, people with conflicting angles on that area. Um, it should be an interesting night. And we've already seen on the Facebook group also people in the neighborhood worried about the traffic. Yeah, Pine Street, because Pine Street's one way. Yeah, and worried about the traffic. Whatever it is, it would impact it. There must so. be some traffic. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for episode two of Needham Say More, and uh, we will speak with you soon. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.